Welcome to Hollywood Deli. Listen, so, you know, all weekend, I'm reflecting, I'm reflecting, and I'm reflecting. And I think it's because I finally y'all realized that I'm I'm middle-aged, and so <laughs> I'm doing a lot of reflection. And so I've been, you know, trying to find um, different things to listen to to keep me in a positive state. And I found this um, this podcast. It's called Self-Improvement Daily with um, Brian Ford. And I love it. Every day he gives us like these two-minute things and he talks about certain subjects. And one of the things that it says, it's foolish to compare. So I just want to um, play a little bit of this and let you hear what I've been listening to. What's up, Improver? It is Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. I wanted to remind you of an important piece of advice that we can sometimes lose sight of. As social beings, it is wired in our DNA to constantly evaluate our position in our group. There are old dominance hierarchies that are inherently human, and in certain circumstances, they do still serve a purpose. The difficult part is that our basic reptilian brain that looks for these hierarchies now communicates with our incredibly developed neocortex, which houses our ego. And so I was thinking about that, you know, um, some of my family members are going through hard times and I just felt like, you know, because of my distance, I couldn't be as effective as others who are closer by, more close. And so I was like, I got mad at my brother and we, the main reason I had got mad at him is because um, I was just telling him how one of my siblings was feeling and it just felt like he really didn't give a shit. And um, he was kind of cocky with me when I spoke to him on the phone. So I got pissed and I just um, told him I was disappointed and I am. But anyway, I, I had to do some more reflecting over the weekend. I had to realize Dominique, you know, what we what I saw growing up with my siblings was that we were this apple of our mother's eye who's no longer with us. Rest in peace, mom. And we were taught to stick together, that we were all with each other's head. But I had to realize that we all are now parents. Some of us are grandparents. And so we are no longer intermediate family. We're more of I'm we're more extended family. And so I had to realize how my relationship is with my mother's family. It's distant. It's not, it's not involved at all. I rarely come across them, my, my cousins and their families. So I had to realize, you know, I have to lower my expectations because my family members, they have their own families. They have their own problems. And just because I'm having a problem or a family member's having a problem doesn't make it their problem. And I have to understand my place within my family now. I'm now um, extended family and not intermediate. And so it hurt at first, but then once I was able to conceptualize that, I was like, there it is. There it is. You know, that's why I was getting so frustrated. And I think that's um, the reason why I bring this up is because I think that's what was happening with Kanye West, where he, he, um, he had such a pivotal, 
place in Jay-Z's um, life in regards to music. And when him and Jay-Z met, they didn't have any children. And so things changed and priorities changed. And so Kanye, I think you're struggling with the fact that you are not, I think you think you're more important to Jay-Z's life than Jay-Z thinks you are to his life now that he has children and a wife. And I think that you um, feel more important in other people's lives than you really are. You know, it's particularly Drake. Like, musically, yes, he does owe you some homage in regards to the blueprint of what you what it is you do. He's nowhere near you. But I think you hold yourself at too high of a level in people's lives that you don't matter anymore. You know, yes, you and Jay-Z had a wonderful run, but things change, you know. So, yeah, he's not going to feel like having a conversation with you every single time you have an issue because you're not important like his wife and his kids. He has to communicate with them. So anyway, I was thinking about like just relationships, period. And one of the relationships that hit the Internet again um, was Matt Barnes. If you don't know who Matt Barnes is, Matt Barnes is a, um, a former NBA player, now podcaster. I forget what his podcast's name is. Um, his first baby mama, uh, Gloria, I think her name was Gavant, sh- him and her were toxic. I mean, they put on this big facade of this perfect couple, happy couple on um, when she was on um, Basketball Wives uh, LA. And, um, you know, she, she talked a lot of shit on Shawnee because, you know, Shawnee was going through a divorce at the time and it was, it was Shaquille O'Neal. And it was coming out that um, her sister may have been a mistress of his. It was a lot of mess. And so there was tension there and people were on the, the cast was getting annoyed with her because she was making it seem like her shit so perfect while everybody's relationships are in the dumps. And so anyway, moving forward. Fast forward to now, I think they at some point may have gotten married. I'm not sure. Um, her and Matt, they quickly divorced because their relationship was just completely toxic. All right, y'all, I'm back. So, um, like I was saying about the Matt Barnes and Gloria um, Gavon's, uh, Gavon's uh, relationship, it was totally toxic. So I found the TMZ article where it talked about um, Gloria and how she was arrested for felony child endangerment. Um, This was September 1st, 2019. And she had um, posted bond for $100,000. And so sources uh, said that um, Gloria's kids were at their school Friday, about to get out for the day. And ex-husband Matt Barnes, so ex-husband, um, was scheduled to pick them up, but they had those kids before they got married. So she still was a baby mama. Um, we're told according to their custody agreement, Matt had custody for the long um, Labor Day weekend. And then it says, um, sources say about 2.55, five minutes before the school let out, Gloria arrived to get the twin boys. She got the boys in her car, and that's when Matt showed up and told her it was his weekend for the kids. We're told Matt told the kids to get out of the, get out of Gloria's car and into his. It appeared the kids followed Matt's instruction because we're told Gloria then flew into a rage and tried to follow Matt's car, screaming and cursing. 
Our sources say that she even blocked, she then blocked Matt's car with the kids inside. And that's when 911 was called. Gloria was arrested for child endangerment, also violating the court order. After police took Gloria to jail, they let Matt take the kids um, after um, he showed them paperwork he had custody this weekend. Gloria was involved in a bitter divorce with um, the ex-Laker, Matt Barnes. She is in, she's current, listen, this woman is currently engaged to Derek Fisher, but now she, three years later, she married Matt, I mean, um, Derek, and um, she's still not happy. She just completely miserable and bitter. And she's she's so bitter and miserable. She, you know, she went on that poor lady's page. All the lady was doing, and this is Matt Barnes' um, girlfriend now, was wishing the kids a happy birthday. She said, happy birthday, um, Carter and Isaiah, which were her, um, Matt's sons to her, to Gloria. And then she mentioned her, her son and that she's grateful to have them in her life. Da, 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 da. And then everybody's like, this is so nice. And here comes Gloria. Okay, now this is be- becoming too much. I've asked you before to leave my kids. Well, she said, I've asked you for- before to leave my kids out of your false narrative. You know fully well my kids' birthday celebration had absolutely nothing to do with you or your son. At this point, this is just flat out weird. Your obsession with my kids is awkward and crazy. I've tolerated it long enough. Your whole super mommy, stepmom, blended family bull shit is hilarious. My kids tolerate you because I raised them well, but don't get things twisted. They don't fuck with you or your kids. They get irritated that always you try to force pictures and videos on of them. What you and Matt got going on is one thing, but once you continuously and obsessively keep trying to involve my kids, that becomes a whole different story. And now I've got to get involved. I've asked you before not to post them. You obviously don't listen. Now I'm telling you, cut the shit. Leave my kids off your social media. Stop lying or it's going to be a problem. You did not have to say all that to that woman. You did not have to say all that. And so I like um, Matt's girlfriend, Anissa's uh, response because she's raised by Beverly Johnson, a very classy black woman. Um, She took a couple, she took, um, I think it was like, this was, this happened three days ago. Um, So she took a couple days to post a response and she didn't directly respond to Gloria. She just, um, she just uh, flooded her, um, her page with Bible scriptures. And the one that I like, she says, um, this is the first one. She says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will uplift a standard against him. Isaiah 59, 19. Now, I didn't check to see if that scripture was real, but it sounded pretty good. Um, I'm not sure what version of the Bible that is. It definitely doesn't seem like King James, but hey, whatever. So I just felt like, you know, she didn't have to be so damn bitter. It's like, you know, chill out, sis. You're married now. You got married July 5th. You're still in, you're still a newlywed. Enjoy your marriage. Get off Matt's dick and move on. It didn't work out. I think this is all like um stemming from her bitterness that their relationship um you know didn't work out 
So, uh, in the loving words of um, Summer Walker. Yeah, mad at me, mad at my nigga. Mad at the fact he ain't with you. Mad at the fact that it's me. Listen, get over it. I she really wanted her relationship with Matt to work because, she, like I said before, she really tried to portray like they had the perfect relationship when she um was on um uh, uh basketball wise, and it, she found out he was cheating on her. But she just thought like she had her nose in there, thought she was the shit. Anyway, speaking of relationships, congratulations. Um, I want to say to Adele. Adele found new love after her um, tumultuous uh, marriage um, with um, now Richard Paul. Richard Paul is um, LeBron James' agent, and this is what she says. This is the most incredible and easy... Oh, I'm sorry. I have kids if you're new to the show. Um, this is the most incredible and easy um, relationship she's been in. And listen, every relationship feels like that, Adele, when you first get out of a, a horrible situation. So calm down. I know the dick is good. Relax, chick. Um, moving on. So, uh, Offset and Jim Jones were hanging out together. And one of the, you know, my theme tonight is relationships. And one of the things that, you know, uh, that I found funny was that Offset's in his, like, late 20s, maybe early 30s, well, late 20s. And Jim Jones is, like, almost 50 years old. And Jim, the fact that you feel like you have to cover your ass and record that you're with Offset, it's just very sad at your age. Like, if you and your woman don't have trust, what do you have? I mean, Offset now, he he was like, he was like agreeing with Jim, like, yeah, man, I got to do the same thing, you know, I got to show my wife. Now, Offset, we know why you got to show your wife, because you was just a cheating piece of shit, okay? So, we, we know why you got to show your wife. But Jim and Chrissy... They always act like they had so much loyalty amongst each other and acted like, you know, there was no infidelity, just misunderstandings. And, you know, but, you know, you know, of course, Jim's mom hates Chrissy so much she had to throw her dirt dirt out in the streets and reveal that Chrissy was cheating on Jim. Um, mind you, Chrissy kept it cute and didn't admit that, you know, Jim Jim constantly cheats on her. So I just thought it was sad that a 48, almost 50-year-old man has to record himself to prove that he ain't doing nothing wrong. All right, y'all, so I'm back. So speaking of trouble and relationships, Scottie Pippen is going in on Michael Jordan. And he's going in so bad that everybody has an opinion on this. And one of the opinions that I thought was right spot on was Rick Ross and how Rick Ross said that um Scotty needs to shut the fuck up because um you're mad at yourself 30 years ago that you took a, a long-term deal that was trash a bad deal everybody told you not to sign it and you still went ahead and did it because you had a back back bad back and you wanted to feel protected and so um you know you're mad because you you know played yourself and put yourself in a, a um, situation where you try to um, dictate the future and foresee the future and you got underpaid. And so then when the last dance hit and you felt like you weren't being praised enough, now 
it's Michael's fault that you didn't get paid. You know, and Rick Ross said it. When did he become your fucking agent? You know, he's not your agent. You know, it's not his fault that you continue to make bad business deals. That has everything to do with you. And so it's not fair, which, um, what's his name? Uh, Charles Barkley said that, you know, that he's doing this, you know, because to me, it is wrong um, to to air your grievances out like this after you pretend it's for so many years to act like you and, and, um, and, um, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with my words. And Scotty, we're good for so long. I mean, sorry, and Michael, we're good for so long. You acted like everything was good. And it's like you did it for 30 years. And now because you got this book out, um, you want to, you know, you want to trash him and talk shit on him. And um, he, he went as far as claiming that um, uh, he, he even shaded the fact that, um, remember the flu game where Michael Jordan said he had the flu 30 years ago. And then in the documentary of Save the Last Dance, he said that he, he believed he got um, food poisoning. And we all know it was bullshit. And I think that's what um, Pippen was saying, too. Like, you know, I've heard of um, bad games, you know, but I never heard of anything about bad games. But uh, but I do hear about these flu games. I think that's what he said or something like that. And he's like, what's worse, playing with a um, uh, something with a vertebrate, like a something something to do with his vertebrate or having the flu? And it's like, you don't know how people's bodies feel, Scotty. So that's really unfair to say that someone could play with the flu. We don't know. Whenever I got the flu, I didn't want to do anything. I was extremely dehydrated. So I don't think you could play with that. But I don't think that's what Jordan had. I don't think he had a flu. I believe that um, Jordan um, actually uh, was hungover. I believe he was hungover because it said that he was up all night gambling. And I, what do you, what do most people do when they're gambling? They're drinking, and he was a heavy drinker and smoker, smoking cigars. So I think he was up all night, hungover, and thought he had the playoffs in the bag, and thought that he could do that, you know, drinking and um during a playoff game. But you know, he he he'll never admit that, you know, he'll he'll throw his uh, teammates underneath the bus like he did, in um the Last Dance documentary where he talked about cocaine use and things like that. And to me, that was unfair of Jordan to do that because people were probably looking forward to watching this whole um, docuseries and you, you're you snitching on people and throwing people underneath the bus. And so, you know, whatever. Relationships get bitter sometimes. That's just how I roll. Speaking of relationships, let's talk about Dave Chappelle's relationship with his old school. So, no, you know what? I'm going to skip that. I, I, I'm going to come back to that. Let's talk about um, Kanye West's relationship with um, um, Talib, Kualib. Um, You know, they were closely working together because, you know, as Kanye West said in his um, interview, he posed as a backpack rapper. And so that's what um, Talib Kualib is. And, um, you know, he dissed Talib Kualib and said that he didn't fuck with his raps and, you know, just was like shitting on his, you know, his body of work. And so, um, being bitter, well, not bitter, but just being shady. Talib um released the um he fired back at Kanye, this according to the Double XL um source, and posted um Yeezy's um 
uh not Yeezy, Yay is what he goes by now. Uh all his uh ghostwriters and himself included was one of the ghostwriters. And so my whole thing was uh he said he just wanted to give a post a shout out to all his ghost, you know, Kanye's ghostwriters. To leave you're very old school. Ghostwriters don't mean shit now. We know that half majority of the rappers today are ghostwritten. Um, that's just how it is. So anyway, um so you know, Talib, Khalib, and um Kanye were all they're all they all were real close back then. They were all cool, you know, when Kanye was the backpack rapper. So anyway, um uh now it hit the headlines. Uh, I think it was a Jasmine brand that I got this from. Dave Chappelle, um, his school, he was supposed to go and um speak at the school. And uh, what happened was the students said, "No, don't bring him here, or we're, or we're, we're um, we're walking out," because you know he offended a lot of people that didn't watch his um, his series. Uh, you know, it's a lot of people got opinions on um the closer, which was uh the Dave Chappelle's uh final um comedy um series, and um. A lot of people, especially transgenders, they didn't, it's like, I'm not watching, I'm not watching, but you got an opinion on it. And so he was not bashing transgender people. He was just saying that he didn't like how, like, some of the transgenders, and particularly the white ones, you know, want to use the minority card when calling themselves transgender and and then trying to align with black people. But then when you know situations happen like he had an interaction with a um a transgender person and i I believe they were white and they called the police on him and used their privilege on him so he talked about his experiences with them and how that was just wrong and how you know transgenders say tell him to stop punching down on his their people and his jokes well he said you know stop punching down on my people and you know because he said it is possible for a transgender person to be racist and to be, um, you know, um, yeah, racist. And so, you know, but they they love to use their their transgender card to, you know, over overlook that. So anyway, um, I was just like really like thinking about relationships and you know how, you know, things can get taxing sometimes. And, uh, you know, everybody try to understand each other, try to just have an open mind because it is hard to hear other people's point of view, you know, especially when you're always trying to get your point across. And um, speaking of trying to get their point across, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is Dave, um, I'm sorry, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's mission, you know, with all this overindulging and telling shit i know y'all got a lifestyle to uphold and i know you got a book to sell but goddamn like well so this is according to um so serious radio um some blog on um instagram it says will says his mom caught him having doggy style sex on the floor in her kitchen like will will we don't need to know all this. We just don't. Like, there was, Will, if you're ever listening, there was nothing wrong with you. The issue was Jada. She's crazy. And 
She's got a lot of demons that she needs to deal with. There's nothing wrong with none of you. None of the things that you wanted was uh, having a family and providing for them and trying to um, create generational wealth. There was nothing wrong with you. It's every, the thing about it is when you're driven like you are, Will, people like Jada who aren't as driven don't really understand your drive. So I hope that you get off this journey with her, <laughs> this so-called spiritual journey, because I'm over it. I like the old Will. So anyway, speaking of relationships, Beanie Siegel says, refuses to take the $50 million that Kanye West offered. Beanie, Beanie, Beanie. This is according to all hip hop. You need that money. Take the money. He's he he, he refuses to take Kanye's fifty million. And says, um, the billionaire owes him nothing but love. <sighs> then he proceeds to do an interview with TMZ, and it's what he had to say. If I, I don't know if I took an, I would take a number, because you 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 give a fish. You give somebody a fish today, he gonna eat for the day. If you teach somebody how to fish, he gonna eat forever. He gonna teach his family how to fish. So I wouldn't, a number, I'm not even thinking about a number, but I would love to do some business where I can earn some money, cause I'm an earner. I never was the type to take just for a handout. My mind is sort of like a, a, a Kanye's mind. I think outside the box, I got a lot of, uh, business ventures that I think that if me and Kanye was to sit down and I had that opportunity to present it to him, that, you know, it's some money on it. I don't know if- um, uh, Beanie, take the 50 million, find you an investor and invest the money. Put it in a trust fund for your kids and call it a day. Um, it sounds like you want a job and I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel like that's the route you should go with him. Um, Kanye is, is, he is a, and I forgot to mention Kanye, I would consider him a business genius as well because the way, what he has done for um, sneakers today is just phenomenal. Um, he has cha changed the landscape of sneakers. But Beanie, take the money. Um, don't be a fool. I like your um, analogy and all, but in this situation, take the money. You know, you never know when with Kanye when he's going to go off the deep end. He's he's not medicating his bipolar, so take the money, protect your family. Don't be stupid, okay? All right, y'all. Make sure you like, subscribe. Make sure you leave a five star rating, and y'all have a blessed night. Bet they won't do something.